0: Welcome to a God Shift Podcast, where we move you from disruption and delay into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. I'm your host, Shana Rattler, and I'm a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. Join myself and other leaders who unapologetically share their story of when their life collided with God's purpose and put them on the path that was designed for them. You will learn how to bounce back from setbacks, disappointments, and uncertainty, and unlock the door to confidence move into your next chapter. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of A God Shift. I am your host Shana Rattler. Thank you so much for being here today. I know that you are going to be blessed by this episode because you have two southern bells at your disposal today. So in our own country way, we're going to make it do what it do, baby. So if you are listening to this podcast from your phone, your tablet, your computer, wherever you're listening to this, I want you to do me a favor and take a screenshot. And then with your screenshot, I want you to share it on your social media. Tag us here at A God Shift. And I would just love to hear your biggest aha moment or your biggest takeaway from this episode. Why do I do that? Because I really want people to know. That whatever it is that they are experiencing in their life, that there is hope on the other side of that. Whatever it is that has happened, whatever it is that has yet to happen, that God is still on the throne. And so the more times that these episodes get shared, the more that we can each do our part in building the kingdom. So thank you in advance for that. All right. I am going to read my guest's bio, and we have been having a great conversation in the green room. So I'm going to read her bio because I'm excited to get into our conversation. So my guest today is a wife, mom, and founder of Defining Destiny Coaching and Consulting LLC. She helps women women of color finally take time to focus on themselves and discover their unique God-given gifts. This allows them to create more joy personally and professionally, upgrade their self-worth, and dial into their amazing predestined ability by God to fulfill their purpose on this planet. She understands this firsthand because after coaching others through transition for 18 years in sales and human resources, she did this for herself in the midst of a pandemic with a new baby. She holds a bachelor's degree in business management from North Carolina A&T State University and an MBA with a concentration in ethical leadership from Marist College. She is a proud member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated and enjoys giving back to her community. I want to welcome to the show Chauncey Pelzer. Hi, how are you? I am so good. So the name of your business is Defining Destiny. And I've got on my Destiny Chaser t-shirt today. So for those yeah. of you who are watching us on YouTube, you can see that if you're just listening to the audio, I've got on my Destiny Chaser t-shirt that you can get off my website. But anyway, it's not about that. I just thought it was a coincidence that I've got on my Destiny Chaser t- beautiful t-shirt. Coincidence. And the name of her business is Defining Destiny. So Chauncey, I almost called you Destiny. Chauncey, before we get started, I want to give a little bit of context, for this conversation, because when people hear a God shift, they're intrigued by the name. But if we're being honest, no one knows what that is. And so my definition of a God shift is the moment that you ditch disruption or delay, collide with God's purpose, and you ultimately move into a greater destiny. But the problem is, is that oftentimes our destiny has been delayed and people are frustrated in that process because things haven't happened yet. And I believe that one of the ways that we partner with God in this God shift journey and in this process is by exercising our kingdom authority. And that's what this conversation today is going to be about kingdom authority. And my definition of kingdom authority is actually the birthright that we have as a child of God to make things happen by partnering with what scripture says. So I just want to hear What is your own personal definition of kingdom authority?
1: So when you talk about kingdom authority and destiny, um, I feel like those two go hand in hand. So kingdom authority to me starts off with two things. um, Understanding God's word and the power that resides in that word and that resides in the Holy Spirit. And then two, you have to believe that the Holy Spirit actually rests, rules, and abides in you. So if you don't believe or truly believe that God's word has the power, and if you don't know God's word, first of all, and you can know it by reading it, and, you know, even if you don't understand it, he'll start to kind of work with you. The Holy Spirit will work with you to understand it. And then also believing that that Holy Spirit has the power that resides in you, you know, you're not really going anywhere so kingdom authority is really saying hey you know god's word has the power the holy spirit has the power it resides in me and i feel like sometimes you don't always feel like okay i feel like i can do this i feel like i can do that but guess what with the holy spirit you know that whatever it is that comes your way it doesn't matter what come, literally come hell or high water you can handle it you can yeah. handle it but that's what kingdom authority means to me it means to inherently." Um, push and go forth in the name of the spirit that resides in you. And then that way you get to act a little different. You get to um, walk and talk in this life a little bit differently because you are joint heir with Christ. Um, So that's, that's kingdom authority to me.
0: And I love that you said that it's in you, that it's what's inside of you. Like it's God's power stored up inside of us but it comes out in the form of authority. Because if we look at what scripture says, when when it says, I believe it's in John 14, 12, greater works than these shall you do in my name because I'm going with the father. That Mm -hmm. basically describes to us that God is in heaven. Mm -hmm. When Jesus left the earth, he was going to heaven to sit at the right hand of the father. And the only thing, That was left with us was the power of the Holy Spirit that was put inside of us. But the reason why he said, Greater works than these shall you do in my name because I'm going to the Father. It's like because I've done all I'm going to do. I see you as the heir of Christ the ability to do exactly what it is that I have done and more. And I love that you described it that way as when we're heirs with Christ, that it's the power of God that's placed inside of us to use at our disposal. Because I was being interviewed several months ago on someone's podcast. It was the Journey of Ruth podcast. Look it up. And she asked me, she said, so Shane, I want to play devil's advocate for a minute because you're telling us that we have God-given authority. So are you saying that you're Jesus? And I said, no, Amen. but he's the son of God and I'm an heir of Christ and I'm a child of God. That means I'm his sister. Absolutely. You are a multiple when you have brothers and sisters. Typically, unless something crazy has happened, everybody in the family has access to the same thing. Preach. Right. And so That's I the position it that way, that our authority is God's power that resides inside of us. But the problem is, is that most of us don't realize that we have that authority or we don't, we haven't been educated on how to actually release that authority so that we can actually take advantage of it. So I'm curious, since you and I are on the exact same page about what this authority is, that it's in us until we use it. Can you think of a time in your life that you've actually had to say, this is the authority that I have to make
1: these things happen in order to get where it is that you are in your life. Absolutely. So if I just go back a few short years um, at the beginning of the pandemic. um So the beginning of the pandemic was different for me. First of all, January 2020 is when we had our first daughter. So my husband and I. So that was, if you want to think about what the beginning of the pandemic was, it was really March 2020. So, you know, whereas I got in and, you know, I had a, a birthing experience that I personally feel like was more normal. Um, had a good girlfriend that she also, her and her husband got in maybe around March or April, and they had a totally different experience. So the reason I say that is like that kind of you know, started one thing, and then you know we had another thing to happen. My father in law passed away in April 2020, um, and then we had um, another thing to happen, which was my husband um, got into a severe accident at work. He does juvenile justice, so that was in July of 2020. So 2020 was a big year for us. Um, you know, a lot of people say I don't want to go back to 2020, and you know, never. Well, 2020 was the year I had my daughter, so I always go back to that. That is that's fine by me. Um, It was a rough year, but at the same time, it was one of those things where if I did not believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, then first of all, I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't have been here. I wouldn't be here right now. I probably would have ripped my hair out um, because I was working full time. You know, yes, I had maternity leave, but what ends up happening is that when you have all these things kind of, you know, building on top of each other, you number one, look for a a place to rest or a place of peace because you're like, okay, God, what is this? We got a pandemic. We got a baby. We got a, you know, accident going on. We got my father-in-law passed away. So there's grief um, associated with that. So, you know, um, being able to demonstrate for me kingdom authority at that time and going over into the next year, um, I had to actually survey what was going on. And I actually had to listen to God versus listening to man and, and, and myself really, because I'm looking around and I'm like, okay, you know, and I'm thinking I can keep going with the same status quo. And the truth of the matter was I couldn't, you know, God actually gave me a message and said, Hey, it's time for you to leave your current spot and go out on your own and start your own business. Um, And I was like, "Mm, this is a pandemic, God. I I really don't know (laughs) if this is the right time, you know, with the fresh. (laughs) like What's you get, get
0: some fresh revelation, you know, it's
1: a pandemic. Right. Absolutely, I'm like, uh, I don't know if this is the right time. So, you know, but it was one of those things where God, you know, consistently is stay with me. and stay with me. Like we said, the Holy spirit is within us. So, you know, I mean, I was up literally in the living room on the floor, like God, please, there got to be another way. There got to be another way. And he's like, no, this is the only way because I need to push you into like you said, your destiny. Um, And so my company was already started. But what happened was I was able to kind of come into the fullness of what that meant for not only my company, but what that meant for my family, um, how we raised our daughter who, you know, she wasn't in daycare. It was, you know, just us at home. My husband was out on workers' comp. So we had to kind of I exercise my kingdom authority at that time because I said, hey, these things are going on. This is life. Life comes at you. But God has given me the ability that I can. Um, overcome any circumstance. And so that's what happened. We overcame those circumstances and now we're here on the other side and now we see all this favor um, flowing and we have favor at that time. Don't get me wrong. Just because things happen to you in life That does not mean that you don't have favor. You have favor. However, you may not feel <laughs> Like you have favor at the time, but god is still with you. He's protecting you He's keeping you and he kept us through that time And you know, uh, you have to when when god gives you a special message like that When he says it's time for you to move on or when it's time for you to do something different I just want to encourage your listeners not to be fearful of what that means um, even if they don't know what that means. Um, you do your best planning as best you can, but some stuff is just you gotta step out on faith and you have to kind of walk and I want to stop, pro- I wanna stop you because I don't want us to get into the how yet. But I well, yes. we,
0: gotta, okay. we gotta back up before we can go forward. Yes. What I heard you say was 2020 comes, we're in a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Have a brand new baby in a time of uncertainty. The Lord is asking you to branch out and start a business in a time where the world is in uncertainty. You lose a loved one. Like this is the quintessential definition of disruption, unexpected circumstances, uncertainty, mm-hmm. things that you know we don't understand why it's happening and how it's gonna happen. And now you're asking me to step out and stretch myself, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm -hmm. And so what I want the what I want the audience to hear is because what you said was that kingdom authority is something that's inside of you that you have to let out. So what I heard you say was, here's all those things that were happening. And then we got on the other side of it. But what I need you to tell the audience is, what did you do? Because what kingdom authority is not is just trusting God. And I'm not saying. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Authority is not, and and I'm going, I'm unpacking it in this particular way for a reason, because this is where we get it wrong. And I'm not saying you did this, but I want to make sure they heard what they didn't hear in your answer. Okay. Kingdom authority is not, is just trusting God. Mm -mm. What kingdom authority is not, is just knowing that he'll make a way. What Mm -mm. kingdom authority is not, just knowing what he's done before and just what the Bible said. No, you releasing your kingdom authority is an action that you took. So, what yeah. I want you to share with the audience, Chauncey, is because people can get so caught up in, I heard what they did. And even though I know he's no respecter of persons, I still don't see how I'm going to do that. So, what I need you to explain to the audience is, is when I found myself at this point in my life in 2020, and I look at how I was able to get over it, I need to tell them, I need you to tell them, what did you do that was an act of you releasing your kingdom authority?
1: So first and foremost, I got by myself. Sometimes it's very hard to get Um, true revelation from God when you are right alongside your family, your friends, um, co-workers, things of that nature. So there were whispers, you know, definitely when I got ready to leave my job, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, she's going home to be a mom. I thought, you know, she was going to stay here and do, you know, ABC. It's funny because people will kind of confess back to you what it is that they're talking about without directly telling you, you know, what it is that they're talking about. So as people were saying, oh, you know, uh, you know, I really didn't like staying home with my children. You know, they'll start just saying things. And I'm like, well, that's you. You know, I just got mine and I waited on mine. I'm four years old now, so I'm happy to have her. So, you know, so um, really when I take a step back, number one, like I said, I got by myself to really make sure, am I listening to what I need to listen to? Am I hearing what I think I hear? And God confirms his word too. He doesn't just speak something and it doesn't, it's just out of the blue and you have no idea, you know, where it came from. These things were kind of coming along the whole time. Um, it's just that it kind of came to a culmination at that point. And then after I got by myself, after I prayed, after I listened after, and then at that point I did talk to my husband, my husband was like, I ain't hear that you need to go back and, and, and pray again. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so, you know, I obeyed and I did the same thing and I got the same message. Um, and then not only that, my authority allowed me to come out immediately. So I had been saving, didn't even know what I was saving for, you know, but I had been saving, not just for the baby, but just period. And so I was able to have enough savings so that I I am able to, you know, live um, somewhat the same lifestyle that we were living before. Um, And then also in terms of what did I do? um, I didn't just, like you said, you know, kind of sit here and say, okay, the Lord gonna make a way. And, you know, kingdom authority, like you said, is exercising. It's so funny. We're going over this in church right now. Shout out to Conan e. Christian Center and uh, Bishop Rosie O'Neill. But we're going over the fact that faith has legs. Faith faith walks, you know, it walks and it talks. So, you know, we will sit here and we will confess and believe and we know that that's what it is. And I wrote things out. I wrote things out. I wrote it down. Write the vision, make it plain. And then also I started to walk out that way. So if you have a business or if you have, um You know, I'm seeking coaches at that time to make sure that I'm on the right path. And then also um, I'm making sure that I'm participating in my daughter's development because obviously that's something that I wanted to do. But, you know, I didn't just sit here with my hands tied saying, oh Lord, I hope you bless me. It was one of those things where as I'm walking and talking and confessing, God is bringing favor into my life, bringing favor into my life, bringing people into my life to the point where, um, you know, we didn't know how to navigate this whole workers' compensation thing at all. You know, that was something that had no idea. Um, But thankfully, we were able to get accurate representation so that we could also walk through that. So, you know, we weren't just kind of sitting on our hands at this point. We were saying, okay, we don't know the next step. But at the same time, let us try to figure out what that could be. We pray about it and then we move and we act on what we think would be the next best step. And then I have the confidence and the assurance to know that with the Holy Spirit residing in me and with moving in kingdom authority, I can. I can be more comfortable making decisions because I know that if for whatever reason I made a wrong step or a wrong choice, Holy spirit will come back and, and, and jump all over the situation and, and reactivate it so that we still are on the right course. You know, it's, it's Romans 8, 28, all things work together. Um, you know, for those, um, who are called according to his purpose, I know, you know, that I'm called according to his purpose. I know that we are, my daughter is like creeping in the room right now. <laughs> and so therefore, and I'm, I'm wondering, hey, love, how you doing? She's like trying to figure out what's going on. She has a banana. Okay, you take your banana back and then you go with daddy. All right, I'm back. (laughs) or trying to be. Give me one second. I'm sorry. Just the the fun of having a two-year-old. All right, now my husband has her and we're back. But this is life. This is real life. Um, But I think I was in the process of saying that faith has legs and you can't just sit on your kingdom authority. Like you said, you have to exercise that. And that means that you're going out in the world and you're doing what it is he's called you to do. And you're using your gifts to do so.
0: Yeah. You summed up my message in this season, Chauncey, and that's we have a role in God's will for our life. Yes. Talking to um, a friend of mine on the phone this morning before you and I got on. And um, he was like, he was asking me, he was like, oh, so you really do have that long-term faith. And I said, well, faith is a long game. I said, because if we had everything we wanted to have, when we wanted to have it, the way that we thought it was supposed to be laid out and everything in our lives just fell into place, that doesn't require any faith. And I believe that sometimes it's just possible that the Lord is Delaying things in our lives because he wants us to develop a certain level of perseverance Mm -hmm. because life is always going to be full of trials. I think he wants us to develop a certain level of dependency on him, and I also think that he wants us to develop the ability to recognize that there's power in remembering so that when we find ourselves in a future circumstance, we can go, Oh, yeah, I, I remember this level of uncertainty. And I remember what he did. And I know that if he did it before that he'll do it again. But I also recognize that when I did when that ha- when that thing happened the last time, when I didn't know the last time that my faith still had to have legs, because mm-hmm. I you, Chauncey that there's not ever been any time in my life, personally, you were in sales and human resources. So it sounds like you worked for a, a larger company, mm-hmm. that there's never a time That you're working on a project that it's ever the sole responsibility of one person, specifically the leader, to do everything. Yes, we do to God. We say, well, you know what, Lord, I can see all these different places in the Bible that it says that you're great and you're powerful and you can do this and you can do that. And now I'm just going to sit back and let you be God. Well, there's, there's some things that you have to let him sit back and, and be God because there's things that only he can do, but there's also only things that you can do. I say this, you know, we can't do it without him and he's not going to do it without us. So although he is God all by himself, there are certain things that only you listener can do that God is not going to do for you. And that's why I went back and I asked Chauncey the specific questions that I asked her because I had the ability to read between the lines and know that she just didn't go, well, I know God is good. And one day we're going to be in 2022. But what (laughs) I have to make sure that people who listen to this podcast, that they go, I didn't just hear what was possible, but I was able to see how someone actually walked that out because Mm -hmm. people can really get lost in the sauce of, I'm just going to sit back and wait on God to work this out. And there are things- that he will do to work it out, but just recognize that he's not going to work it out with you having something that you have to do as well. What were you going to say?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Give me one. How she came in once again. She's so funny because she came in like took a seat. She's like, no, 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 I'm here. um so just so so, you know, I don't edit these. This is real life, so just that's let her- fine. <laughs> that's fine. No worries. No worries. Yeah. So she's so sad because she wants to be with mama, but she will be after this. Um, But what I was going to say was, you know, one of the things I left out was that I actually... did therapy as well. And I really believe in therapy. So, and it wasn't just therapy. Well, I've been in therapy for a while um, because I believe that, you know, your family history, things that you've been through those, you can't just, you can navigate things on your own, but I tell you, it's a lot easier when you're with professionals um, who are also able to kind of bounce, you're bouncing your opinions off of them. A lot of people think that, you know, you can't do God and therapy. And I think that's you know, crazy, because what therapy does is it's really holding up a mirror to yourself. And, you know, if you have a good therapist, they're coming back to you and they're saying, hey, this is what what I'm hearing you say, you say, or this is what I, you know, you said this, but you did this. And so you start to kind of, you know, reevaluate yourself at the same time. So I guess what I'm saying is in exercising your kingdom authority, make sure you're using all of your resources as you start to progress, because kingdom authority is about the progression. You know, we're not just here to to be here. Um, God put us here for a specific reason. And and when I talk about my company, Defining Destiny, Defining Destiny is really you're living this life backwards. You know God when he said it is finished, it was done, like he figured it out. <laughs> you know, it's not something that you know he's trying to figure out along with you, like let's just see, you know, what'll work this time in this instance. No, when he said it is done, it's finished, and he created the world. Remember, he knew you in your mother's womb, or excuse me, before you were in your mother's womb. So if that's the case. Um, know that he had big plans and big thoughts for you before you even got to this planet. So if that's the case, then, you know, no way would I, so take, for example, my daughter who has come in twice at this point to make her stuff known. Maybe she just wanted to be the example. There's no way that I would leave here without leaving her with the tools and the process to go and do whatever she needs to do um, in God and in life and fulfill her purpose here on this planet. That's my, my purpose as a parent. So um, for example um, you know, it, it wouldn't be a good God so to speak as a parent, if he left us here a without the Holy spirit, Um, and number one, he's always going to be here with us. So he never left us. And then also with the Holy spirit, we know that he's with us. And so then we're able to kind of move along, but a good parent, um, with me and my daughter, I can teach her everything she needs to know, but she's going to have to exercise and do those things herself. I won't be with here with her forever. Same thing with God, although God is with us, um, in spirit. And in truth, the thing is that he won't do what it is that we can do. So that's a good parent. A good parent is saying, hey, I've showed you the way or I'm going to guide you. But at the same time, I need you to exercise your kingdom authority and I need you to walk out what it is that we know that you are to do. Um, so sometimes it's easier said than done, but then other times it's not as hard as you think. Um, that's another thing that, um, as I was going through these last couple of years, you know, I really dialed back on the fact, you know, you talk about the fact that I was in human resources and, and I was, and one of the things that I hated not being able to do is looking at somebody's, uh, trajectory and knowing that, you know, either they're going down the wrong path or it's not something that they really should do or something that they really want to do. But when you are kind of behind corporate lines, you can only say but so much. But in my business, you know, I can ask those questions. I'm like, do you really want to do that? And the person always says no. And I'm like, OK, well, let's really look at what it is that you like to do versus forcing yourself to do something that you you hate.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to pause and go to commercial, but when we come back, we're going to go a completely different direction than what i normally go. Okay. With this. So we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the free guide when God says shift. Inside, you'll discover the four shifts required to reveal God's plan to ditch disruption or delay and get his blessings faster. Head to GodSaysShift.com to access it now. All right. All right. All right. So we're going to go a little bit of a, of a different direction here. Um I wanted to because you said something that I believe is so key that I want to give it its due justice. I don't want to just give a second of feedback and then, you know, go, go in a different direction. You talked about the importance of having therapy and theology.
1: Oh, right? yes. And
0: mm-hmm. um, for those of you who are not watching the video and are listening to the audio, I want you to know that Chauncey and I are both Black women. If you're not Black, you may be asking, what the heck does that have to do with anything? But in the Black community, and it may not be just unique to the Black community, but I've only been Black. So in the Black community, if you're Christian, we're often led to believe that only crazy people get therapy, Mm -hmm. and that regardless of what it is that is going on in your life, that you only need Jesus. And I believe that we need, just like in business, we need Jesus and a strategy. I believe that in life, we need therapy and theology. I don't think it's or, I think it's both and. So I want us to talk for just a moment before we start to get to some of the how-to of how people can begin to bring this together in their life. I want us to unpack the fact that it's important for us to know what type of counsel we should be seeking, because the word tells us about the importance of having a multitude of counsel. Mm-hmm. But I think that you need to know when you need spiritual counsel and when you need practical counsel. So I'm just going to give you the floor for a minute, Chauncey. I want you to talk about, um, in your opinion, why it is that you that you thought it important to seek therapy in addition to what you know um, is in the Bible and how does someone know what they should go to their spiritual counselors for and what they should seek practical counsel for?
1: Mm-hmm. So that's a good question. So first of all, with, um, examining where I was at that point um, in the pandemic with a new baby, um, still married, still uh, working full time job. Number one, there's a lot of big life, and then walking away from that full time job to start my own business. There's a lot of big life transitions that were going on in that moment. Um, When you go from, you know, you and your husband to you and your husband and children, that's a dynamic that changes when you go from being, you know, a a woman without kids to being a woman with kids that that changes your mindset changes. It really does um, take your whole mindset in a different direction. Um, And especially when you're going from being an employee to being basically an employer uh, for yourself or whether you have staff. That's, again, another big um, transformation, again, with the pandemic, um, you know, and not being able to go outside and communicate and do things that you would normally do the way you would normally do it. Another big transition. So I say all of those things because when you have those big life transitions, um, it certainly makes sense to not just listen to yourself or not just listen to, to friends. You know, you really need some professional help. And that's not to say that anybody is crazy. I always say that if you don't call yourself crazy from the beginning, that you really are crazy, right? That's always what you know. And you get help. Something is
0: right with you, not something wrong with you.
1: Absolutely, because you know. So those big life transitions is what kind of kicked me over into saying, okay, well, you know, I need to make sure that I have solid counsel, like you said. But then also, I put the two together. I said, okay, well, let me get a Christian. Um, therapist. So I'll tell you, I've had both. I've had, you know, a psychologist who, you know, I think she was Christian, but it was nothing that we ever discussed, but she was solid. I mean, she went to Harvard Homegirl knew what she was talking about. Right. And then I've had a Christian therapist who, you know, she was a great therapist, but actually be honest with you, I just ended the relationship because her vision of what, you know, I was doing versus what I, I know that, you know, the vision that God gave me are two totally different things. So you have to be wise in all um, consultations, period. Number one, because there's nothing that's going to be stronger than the information that God is downloading to you in your ear. Nothing. Why? Because that relationship um, goes without saying is the most important relationship you'll ever have. um, Period. So it's God in you first then the rest will fall um, in line and in place with the, the family, friends, whoever. So, but I don't have any voice that's stronger than God in my ear because that just would not be wise. So you have to make, you know, be, have common sense. But then also with the therapy, you you can uh, possibly mix the two together and have a Christian therapist. Again, you have to be wise. You, you can listen to what they're saying, but at the same time, it has to... Um, agree with your spirit as well, if it doesn't agree with your spirit, then you know that there may be something. Now, I'm not going to tell you that it's not challenging. Why? Because in therapy, what they do is they start to go into um, family matters. They start to go into um, patterns or things that you may have done. So, you know, it is a little bit like undressing in front of somebody that you don't know, but it's not so scary when you know that you'll come out on the other side. And once you are dressed back up, so to speak, you have those things inside of you that you needed to have all along. Um, I don't know anybody that had the perfect childhood. I don't know, even though my parents, they did the best they could. And they did a pretty good job, I will say. But, you know, it is things that happen. Life happens to everybody. Um, And to, you need to, a lot of times we all need help to navigate that, that landscape. So I guess I would say to your listeners when, you know, how do you try to, to, to figure out uh, um, when you should have spiritual um, counseling versus um, practical counseling. I would say the both, both are in tandem. You know, I mean, if you're thinking about spiritual counseling, like when should I talk to my pastor, my elders? Um, I mean, for the most part, I've done most of my counseling, uh, I guess if you would say practically, like with therapists, but I did choose on these last couple of times to choose a Christian therapist. But again, that instruction or that, Uh, consultation that they're giving you, it needs to line up with your spirit. There's nothing wrong with therapy at all. Therapy is actually a fantastic tool and resource. There's a lot of things, especially we as Black people have gone through, that we may not even understand. And um, if we don't have someone to kind of bounce those thoughts off of, we can go further into an area or a direction that we weren't even meant to be in. Or um, we can also have uh, layers like unforgiveness um like you know a lot of times we don't realize we've been through so much um until we unpack it with another person and once we start to unpack it they start saying wow you've really been through a lot it's really been you know and you're like yeah you know what I have been through a lot so you know a lot of times we just as as black people we don't normally say it out loud we don't normally say you know I've been through this and this and this and this we just kind of take the lump and keep on moving because that's historically how it's had to, had to go and this is how it had to be to survive. It's a different day. It's a different day. So you're able to kind of unpack that with a trusted individual.
0: And and I would add that, you know, when we're thinking about counsel and do we need spiritual counsel, do we need to go talk to our pastor or do we need to find somebody in the world? Right. Like I believe that the best um, advice and, and guidance is steeped in experience and expertise. Absolutely. So, if the person that you are going to does not have experience and expertise in what it is that you're trying to figure out, that's a dead giveaway that that's not the person that you need to talk to about this. Because I think oftentimes when we hear counsel, our minds go in the direction that you just talked about in terms of like counseling. But I've seen people that are going to their spiritual counsel for advice about how to start a business and no slight to your pastor, but if your pastor doesn't have experience and expertise in starting a business, absolutely. He's not the one that you need to talk to about that. Now he can say, this is what I feel like the Lord is saying in terms of Now is not the right timing. Or I feel like the Lord is saying, absolutely, daughter, the time is now and whatever. So I'm not saying that they don't ever have a role to play. But what I am saying is that sometimes you're going to need spiritual counsel and sometimes you're going to need practical counsel. And you need to know how to determine when you need which one, because sometimes people are going to their best friend who is so deeply rooted in the word that the only thing she can give you is scripture, but she can't tell you how to put the box together. And then sometimes you're going to your best friend that is so good about putting the box together that she can't tell you that the word says that you don't put the box together before you go to the store. And I'm just making that up. But you have to know the difference of when do you need to talk to somebody in a practical Mm -hmm. place and when do you need to talk to somebody in a spiritual place? Sometimes it's or, and, you know, sometimes it's and. So I'm glad we had the opportunity to really unpack that.
1: You just brought up something. I'm so glad that you said the, the best friend word um, or phrase, because um, I've had an interesting set of circumstances. I won't go into everything, but I will go ahead and tell you a lot of times you don't realize that that best friend, um, it's not in all cases, but sometimes, you um, Let's just put it like this. Maybe other people around you or maybe Holy Spirit within you. Sometimes you can't see what you you can't see. And sometimes you can't hear what you can't hear. Meaning you may not have been in conversations or, or rooms where things have been said and you didn't know, um, be very careful about the best friend aspect. Um, I've had at this point, you know, someone that I've known from 12 years old, I've had somebody that I've known from 18 and unfortunately the best friend that, you know, we thought we had was not. So, um, so be careful about the, the concept of going to different friends, if you will. And like you said, um, uh, discussing, you know, it's not that you can't have some conversation with some people, but sometimes uh, what the spirit in you and what God is downloading to you may be different from what they see. Um, and you may not know, sometimes there's a, a spirit of jealousy that's kind of hiding in there and, you know, their comments could be, um flavored by that so again that's another reason to go to a professional because if you really are with the professional then they don't have any skin in the game as to what you do or what you don't do but in my experience there's been you know some hidden um hidden jealousy I mean there's no other word for it where and I didn't even see it I had no idea you know other people said well don't you see or can't you I had no idea because that's just not my nature. My nature is such where, you know, I'm thinking everybody's like, rah, rah, go Chauncey, you know, like, you know, pushing your head the way that I would be to them. But sometimes that's not always the case. So just want to, you know, word to the wise for your listeners, just be very, very um, careful as to who you confide your vision and your your destiny dreams to.
0: Absolutely. We could go a whole nother show in that direction. So I'll just say this before we begin to wrap up is that sometimes people are, too close to you to give you good advice. And sometimes it's good to have people that are so close to you because sometimes they can give you the best advice. You have to have to know the difference. So Chauncey, we are out of time. So before we wrap up and tell people where they can find you and go things, go further with you, do you have any final words for the audience?
1: So, One thing that I will say is that um, you will never be disappointed if you take that journey of exercising your kingdom authority and exercising um, the fact that you have resources. Yes, we have favor and we walk in that. But at the same time, if we're not basically reaping the harvest or picking up that harvest, harvesting is work. Um, and that's something that we're studying right now in church. Harvesting is work. So if you are picking up your harvest or trying to reap your harvest, but you're not exercising your kingdom authority, you're working yourself to death. <laughs> so what I want to you know, impart on you all is make sure that you're using your resources. So if you're talking about therapy, then, you know, be discerning as to who that therapist is. If you're talking about walking in your kingdom authority, then really believe and have conviction. And if you don't have conviction of that, that power and that, that authority that resides in you, uh, I encourage you to get more into God's word and look more, read more, and he will reveal to you the things that he has placed within you. Um, So just realize that, When you walk in kingdom authority, then that means that you're reaping the harvest that he already promised you. That's the promised land. But you have to cross over to Jordan to get to that promised land.
0: Yeah. Great advice. No harvest without authority. So Chauncey, how can we follow you?
1: So you can follow me on all social media at Chauncey Pelzer uh, on Instagram, um, also on Facebook. And then there is um, Defining Destiny at My Defining Destiny. Um, excuse me, at Defining My Destiny. That's my Facebook page for my business. All
0: right. And so if someone wanted to take things further with you, what would you have to offer them?
1: So what we do is we have a program called the Light Mastermind and the Light Mastermind is specifically for women who are in transition and they want to start understanding, as you say, you know, more of your kingdom authority and really who, what their unique gifts and talents are in God. Um, So once you understand that those unique gifts and talents, automatically that starts to upgrade your self-worth and you start to get a sense that you are able Um, And more than able to fulfill your purpose on this planet. So that's what we talk about in the Light Mastermind. It is group coaching. Um, It is also some, you know, just laser coaching on certain items. And it's one of the things that, you know, God brought me here to do and dealing with folks for about, like I said, 18 years. um, It comes very easily to me to try to help guide and, and walk alongside people when they're in transition. And I've done it myself a couple of times. So I think I think I may know just a little bit. <laughs> where do they go, Chauncey?
0: If they want to find out more about the mastermind, where do they go?
1: If you go to www.thelightmastermind.com, that's where you can find out more about that. And then also, um, if you are, um, anything that I said resonated with you, feel free to email me at hello at thelightmastermind.com. Perfect. And I'm going
0: to make sure that the links to her social media and those URLs are in the show notes. So that you don't have to worry about how to spell it. What did she say? Was it light? Was it life? I got you back. I got you covered like a blanket. So, Chauncey, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. This conversation did not disappoint audience. I know that you have been blessed by this. So I'm gonna ask you again to be gracious enough to share share it with your friends, your family, and maybe even your foes if you're feeling funky. So everyone, thank you so much. This is Shana Rattler. Look forward to seeing you back here on the next episode of A God Shift. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you. I want to thank you for listening to The God Shift Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And remember to put God first and everything will fall into place.